hello. Welcome to Ami Tuckered Out. This is Ami Tucker Ravel, and I'm with my homie. With your homie, Nizar. Yeah, I, I just keep on giving you a different title every episode. That's fine. Right? Homie's probably the best one so far. Is it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think I've gone from like co-host to little brother to homie to, yeah. Yeah. It's gone director, producer. Yes. Yeah. I, I wear all the hats. Yeah. It went from formal director, producer to homie. So I kind of yeah. like it. It's like, I like it. So what what have you been up to the past few weeks? Oh man, it's it's. I've been mainly busy with work. Like New Year started, I didn't even have time. Like that whole two weeks goes by when you're writing the wrong date on yep. all your paperwork. Yep. And you're constantly crossing it out and writing 19 instead of 18. No, this was the first weekend in a while where I kind of had uh, me and the wife went down to see my sister-in-law down. She lives in Austin, so we got to go help uh, paint some of her nursery, which was fun. Ah, our, baby stuff. Um, Doing baby stuff, which is which I really like. Little their one and a half year old is is super energetic and always enjoys seeing us. So that's good. Yeah, we, we really enjoyed. Yeah. Am I gonna get some news this year, Nazar? What's what's going on? No, probably not. <laughs> I'm just Prob- kidding. I mean, look, we, I, I love my kids, but take your time, <laughs> my friend. Take your time. We 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 are definitely planning. We uh, we want to have a 2020 baby. That's gonna 2020. be 2020. Really cool. All right. Yeah. Nice. I will be ready with cigars. Yeah. <laughs> for for you guys. And then we can do a whole advice a podcast episode because I have lots of things to say. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be a lot of like, what were you thinking? Why yeah. are you doing this? Yeah, yeah. No, totally. Go to Bali. Go enjoy your life. I'm just going to give you a shortcut on how to do everything. Just just, just hang out with me. <laughs> yes, yes. How about you, though? Same. Uh, not so much spending time with the hubby because our schedules are insane right now. But, you know, the new job with the House of Songs has been just phenomenal. Um, yeah. my stay here in Arkansas is getting better and better. It's Good. just been, I know I've said this probably the past five episodes, but it's just been such a nice surprise here. And we, I just, yeah, we'll have to do another, another episode, uh, based in Arkansas, but I just, mm-hmm. I am, this, this is like a little hidden gem and I'll say it again and again, like this whole area just, it's just super cool. Small yeah. city, big city vibes, big city people, uh, lots of opportunity, Small pond, big fish kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. I um, uh, joined this kind of social community club that wants to improve life here, improve the mm-hmm. quality of life here, and, and just did this challenge day. It's called Challenge Day, sorry. And the, and the founders, mm-hmm. I forgot their names, but they are all about anti-bullying uh, in schools. And, you know, they're on a little show called Oprah. And I know we mentioned her like every episode because we have to, but yeah, yeah, yeah. we name drop her. Yeah, we name drop her pretty much every time. Paid by her, I swear. <laughs> if we're getting paid by her, I wouldn't be talking to you, all right? So. <laughs> oh shit! Let's just be honest. <laughs> kidding. Um, so yeah, no, it was just it's it's been every weekend, and I feel like I'm doing a, another cool activity that I haven't done. Um, and then a few weeks ago I got to go to DC to do a girl's trip, which, you Mm -hmm. know, with two kids, I don't do very often. So that was a super nice break. Um, and then, you know, Republic day was this past weekend. So we decided to invite, um, a lot of our friends here who have no idea what that is, uh, and kind of do a whole Indian food, Bollywood song. And we were cultural. Like we talked about Republic day and Gandhi and all that stuff. So it was really yeah. cool. Yeah, it was really cool to kind of, for me and Bart, to do that little project together. It was, it was fun. Nice. Yeah. But other than that, just getting back in the podcast now. And speaking of, 
tell us who we got on today's show. So I'm super excited about today because, as you know from my random resume, I have one of my jobs, gigs, careers has been working in fashion in India. So I was with this crew of people um, uh, based out of New York that had moved to Delhi and started exclusively in. And somehow I convinced them that I was cool enough to join. And I ended up being head of customer, head of customer service uh, for three years when I was in India. And it was phenomenal. Yeah. But just that, that, that aside, working in fashion in India is just, especially this was, what, eight, nine years ago when it's... Yeah. I don't want to say it was first booming. I know fashion has been a big deal, but you know, fashion and music and all that stuff has now started to separate from Bollywood. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's its own entity, um, and it was cool to kind of be part of that uh, in a very small way. Um, mm-hmm. And I also got to write for Vogue India, right? So, yeah, uh, my love and interest in it is is always been there. And now I get to interview Holy Sheik by Mega. And have you heard of them? Actually, partly because of you. They're really active on IG, but just seeing some of their fashion online uh, made me really excited to kind of talk with them only because it is such a marriage, like you started saying, is about this this marriage of uh, Indian and Western cultures uh, as seen through fashion. And it's and it's really cool. And I love their mission. It's making a, an impression, right? It's urban mm-hmm. f- functionality meets contemporary flair. Um, yeah. And, you know, and nowadays I think... We all love the Indian tradition and clothes and outfits, but it is cool to mix it up with unique pieces that are from other cultures, you know, and and kind of make it your own. And and that's what they do. So I'm excited to talk to them because I also know how hard it is to, like, get into this industry. And they're and they're the heart of it, right? They're in the American heart of it. They're in New York, yeah. And and to have any kind of footprint there is next to impossible. And they've been around for a few years, yeah. Now, so and I mean, great. they're doing phenomenal. Um, and Mega Rao is the designer and curator, and she was, mm-hmm. I think, born and raised in New York, I believe. She was walking in the runways, and this has always kind of been part of her life. And then Pooja Shah is the creative director. Um, yep. And she also has been integrated in the fashion scene for a long time. I believe her day job, which I'm sure I feel like both of the, both Holy Chic and her day job, which is Google. Um, yep. I'm sure she's busy with both. Um, but she definitely has again, like like Mega was a a model um, and worked mm-hmm. with some of Pakistan's top designers. And so, anyways, I mean, they'll tell you more about it, I'm sure. But just super cool, interesting background. I love what they do. I know what they do is not easy. And the fact that they've done so well, you know, kudos. Well, very cool. Well, I'm looking forward to that. You guys should be too. Stick around. We'll be right back with Mega Rao and Puja Desai Shah from Holy Chic. Mega and Pooja, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. Of course. So um, to my audience, um, Pooja and Mega, we have similar friends kind of in the Instagram world of making stuff happen. And um, I finally got hold of them, which I'm really excited about. And I want to start off with, let's talk about your childhood as as South Asians. Where'd you guys grow up? Was it a typical South Asian family? Uh, Kind of let's grow up and be doctors and lawyers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's mega. So yeah, I'd say it's a 
typical South Asian family, um, born and raised in New York. Um, you know, although it was a bit typical, my parents never really did expect me to be a doctor or engineer. Um, they were always supportive of me in terms of me wanting to pursue my creative space in all different kinds of ways. Um, but yeah, New York, my entire life. Um, I did spend a lot of time in India just growing up in the summer. Yep, I would yep. go out there for a few months at a time uh, when we had summer break. And that's kind of where I fell. You know, it just it grew it grew into an appreciation for our culture in all different ways and lights. So um, I'm grateful for that because today it's paying back. Of course. So what was your career plan in college? Was it always fashion or was it, you know, did, did you grow into that after college? And how, how did that happen? Yes. Yeah, so I, well, I also grew up in Long Island. I grew up in a typical South Asian family. My sister and I are first generation. Um, and they were definitely more lenient with me being the younger child and let me do and explore whatever I wanted to. So for a career path, I went to college in Boston, Northeastern University, go Huskies. I, I went into business. My father is an entrepreneur. He's a pharmacist, had a pharmacy, and I was always drawn to business. So I studied business, marketing, and finance, and straight out of college, went to Google, where I am still today. Oh, you're still at, Okay, very nice. Nice. So then, then, Mega, you started off in fashion, walking the runways. So tell us more about that and that story. Yeah, so I, um, I did. I walked the runway for South Asian, Pakistani, and Indian designers for about, like, tw- I'd say 12 years. Okay. And this is where, you know, I really fell in love with the South Asian fashion scene. I thought that the fabrics were so beautiful, the embroideries. It was just an amazing experience. And, you know, I'll say that although Holy Sheet didn't start at this time, I did always think that I loved wearing the clothes. I loved the experience, but I don't know if I necessarily would wear a lot of those garments in the, to an actual event. And I always ask sure. myself why, you know, is it, was it too heavy? Was it something that you just couldn't relate to? And I started learning that that was the case. Like I just felt like anytime I would see these clothes, it just wasn't something that resonated with me and it wasn't something that I would actually wear when I went out. Um, so that's what, what kind of piqued my interest in, in Holy Chic at that time, although it wasn't even born. <laughs> um, and that's how I met Buja. We, we actually knew each other when we were younger and then our relationship and friendship developed through modeling because she also was doing the same type of work um, at the same time. Got it. So were you doing the modeling in New York or was it in India or both? It was New York. It was all here. So what would happen is, you know, South Asian designers would come here for different events, yeah. like wedding events and, you know, to showcase their different collections. Um, and that's so everything would happen in, in basically the tri-state area. Some some also on the West Coast. So I, I worked in India, uh, in Delhi for exclusively in. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of them. Uh, yeah. Dougal and Sanjay Galeri and all them. And they built kind of the guilt group uh, model in India. So when, when do you think fashion really started becoming a big pillar in India? Was it always there or is it has it become a recent thing? That's a great question. I think that it has, it's, it's become much more of a thing now than it was then. I think, you know, thinking back 10 years ago, there was a certain aesthetic that you would see over and over and over again, right? It was these heavy beaded langas, like it was all that heavy embroidery and you know, it, it was just 
extravagant in my opinion. And I think that now, you know, as you think of the new generations and them wanting to infuse a lot of their personalities into what they wear and, you know, fusing their identity, you're seeing up and coming designers, not only in India, but also here, um, really trying to feed to that because people are, you know, they want it. They want to see things that are relatable, comfortable, affordable. And I think that um, we've seen a progression of design in India because of that. Who would you guys consider the mother or father of fashion in India? Who, who is like the godmother of fashion? For me, it's, um, it's two people. It's Sabya Sachi. Um, because he has found a way to really blend tradition. His aesthetic is traditional, but he, he surprises his audience over and over yeah. again. He finds a way to stick, be true to who he is but still surprise people. And I love that about him. Sure. Um, and then the second for me would be Fial Singhal because I think that she um, is somebody that we look up to and she's somebody that, you know, has really found a great balance, in my opinion, between Indo and Western um, yeah. and combining the two. Yeah, and I think with Pyle too, she was one of the first designers to really bring her designs here and now these other designers are also available here, but she was one of the first Mm-hmm. To, to bring it here, yeah. And so then, and Pooja, uh, going back to your experience, and, and you, said you did the modeling thing in the fashion world, as well as sales and marketing. So tell us more about that and how it ties into your business now. Yeah, absolutely. So for Google, when I started 12 years ago, um, digital marketing was just starting off. And what I really loved about it was I was able to help brands um, come into this new age of marketing, communicate with customers in a really different way, um, create content that was more emotional, engaging versus just like a talking head commercial that brands were used to doing. So fast forward to 2014 when Mega was thinking about creating this label, she came to me and asked me about like her feedback on her designs, asked me about you know, thinking of a name for the brand. I saw that as a really great way of trying to embrace what I'm doing with bigger brands and big companies and wanted to help her really establish a brand here. I believed in it from the very beginning. So I was able to tie my love for fashion, my relationship with her and really embrace what she was doing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So was it always a plan to become an entrepreneur or was it just kind of after you guys collaborated and decided, hey, let's do this, that it, it kind of happened? So, you know, if I think about me wanting to become an entrepreneur, I'd say that, yeah, that is something that not that I knew it would happen, but it's not something that was a far-fetched idea for me. And I, and I, and I say that because, you know, growing up, you think about all the different opportunities we had in college and high school and I was always the one that wanted to start the next dance group or like be vice president of the India club. Like there was always opportunities that I would raise my hand for and enjoy doing. Um, and so I feel like it was um, an opportunity for me to learn about leadership and, and drive a team. And that was something that I enjoyed doing. So to me, it wasn't really a surprise when this happened. Awesome. So, so you said you guys met as children? Yep. <laughs> and then, so let's, let's, let's put a pause on it and talk about the beginnings of Holy Sheik. All right, so 
let's talk about the beginnings of Holy Chic. Uh, the idea, the launch. Uh, I know you guys met as children and knew each other. But talk about how you first initiated the business. What was the first steps? Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll take you back to those days where we were on the runway, right? And I explained that, you know, I couldn't really relate to any of the things that I was actually wearing. And so what I would do because of that is I would create my own looks when I would go out to different events. And, you know, during this time, about four, four years ago, there were a lot of weddings. And that was when all of our friends were getting married. And we had event after event. And I would start taking pieces from my Indian wardrobe and mixing it with pieces in my Western wardrobe and coming up with these unique looks. And I mean, I, I didn't know how other people felt about it, but I, I enjoyed wearing them and I loved it. And so I remember being at this one specific event um, four years ago and I was approached by a talent manager at the time who noticed my outfit and said that, you know, this isn't the first time I've noticed, like, I love your style. It's so unique. Basically said to me that, you know, I have an opportunity and I feel like you have something here that I can help you build. And that was really the, the initiation of Holy Chic, which, you know, at that time we didn't even have a name. We had, we had, it was just literally a design, you know, and, and from that point, you know, this individual helped me set up my website, you know, explain to me how I can get the ball rolling and what I needed to do, et cetera. And, and I, um, I'm grateful for that opportunity because I don't know if I would have done it myself. I think that this was somebody who believed in me and my vision. Um, and, and I was able from that point to, you know, build a few designs. It was probably maybe five or six different pieces, which I just came up with. It was something that here, I would wear this to a wedding. Let's design a piece and see how people respond. Um, and that's how, you know, Buja came into the picture because I actually had her, you know, when I, when I first started, I wanted her to model my line, right? Being that we had this relationship from being friends from our childhood and then into this modeling career, I asked her to come be part of my team. And she was amazing because she had so many different ideas. You know, I asked her for her feedback because I valued it. And then from there, it was just one thing led to another. You know, she ended up coming up with the name, which, you know, we felt was the perfect representation of what we were looking to do in terms sure. of this contemporary blend with South Asian fashion. Um, and so then she came on as my creative director. And that was, you know, right after our first line launched, we were able to then work together and continue building the brand. In terms of fashion, like design and all that, did you guys have any experience or education on that? Or was it just based on kind of your own instinct and gut on, on the way to go? Yeah. So we did not have, we did not have professional training and it was built off of just our passion. But what I, what I will say is over the last four years, we have built a team out in India, a production team. And this is a team of artisans and, and, and tailors that have been doing this work for decades and we've been able to learn, you know, the fundamentals of embroideries and sketching and all kinds of details through them, um, which in my opinion, it's, it's being hands-on. It's, it's like we got a crash course in fashion over the last four years every time we visit India. So we are really grateful for that team out there for teaching us everything they've, they have so far. That's amazing. Yeah, because there's definitely a lot of amazing artisans. And I got the opportunity to, to, to interview a lot of them as well for uh, Vogue India. So... Um, they definitely teach you a lot. So next steps, what were your biggest hurdles after launching and building your business or even before? Like, what, what do you think the biggest hurdle is for starting a business like this? Would you want to kick it off this one? Yeah. So for us, I think with Indian South Asian wear, 
people are very skeptical about buying online. And that's been a hurdle for us like four years ago up until now. We still get emails from clients saying, this is my first time ever purchasing an Indian outfit online. I'm a little concerned. How do I give you my measurements, X, Y, Z? So it's something that's still a hurdle, but what we've done to sort of tackle that is we have sample sales and trunk shows um, at least once or twice a year so that people, at least that are local, can come and see and try on the clothes, feel the fabrics. That way they're more comfortable coming back to us next time online. Sure. Mm -hmm. And we've also, um, like we've played a lot, played around a lot with sizing. Initially we started doing custom sizing where people would, you know, measure themselves and give us their sizing, but we've done, like, we've done away with that. It just wasn't working because people measure in different ways um, and not, are just not accustomed to doing that. So we've also moved to standard sizing. That's something that we also learned. Which is very smart. So when I was working with Eat exclusively in, that was our two biggest hurdles was the sizing. Well, and also kind of working with designers in India and, and getting it done on time. Anyways, we can talk about that later, but I definitely understand what you guys are saying. Um, so then your process, you say you guys go to India quite a bit. Is that kind of where you get your ideas for design themes and inspirations or is it kind of a mix of things? And how, how do you decide your fall line, your spring line, kind of where does it all come from? Yeah. So we, you know, we typically have one to two launches a year and generally there's a story behind our line, right? We don't just put together a collection of random things. We, we want to tell a story and we want to have you know, something for people to be able to relate to. So if you've noticed that like every single time we launch a line, there's a campaign associated with it. Sure. We had Boss Chic um, two years ago. Last year we did um, Holy Chic My Way, which was, you know, an interpretation of different bloggers, you know, taking our designs and styling it their own way. And we wanted it to be really draw attention to the versatility of our brand. Um, yeah, we do visit India once a year and we we let we let fabrics inspire us. We let New York City inspire us. You know, if you, we just walk the streets and we're inspired each and every day from streetwear, from Western runways. I mean, there's just it's all around us. Um, and then when we go to India, we're kind of able to to blend the two together. And that's really where the designs come up. Um, we really don't have downtime. You know, as soon as we we launch a line we immediately start thinking about, all right, what's what's going to happen next season? What's our theme? What's our concept? Let's begin building around that because it takes a while, right? We Like you even said it, you come up with the concept and we have to have it into production and we have to get our first sample and go back to the drawing board if there's something wrong. So really, we don't have an opportunity to rest. It's just nonstop, but we love it. And so it just keeps us going. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of products, what has been your most popular one? So our denim linga has actually been one of our best sellers. Nice. I like it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know, I've ordered some from you guys. I'll yes, we know. Later, you, you ordered a vest, right? Yeah, I did order a vest and, and wore it and, and felt pretty dope. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the denim linga has pockets. So girls really love that. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. I got to show my wife. Nazar, you will, your wife will love it. The biggest complaint of my wife is not enough, especially Indian clothes, don't have pockets, goddamn. <laughs> and has you can hashtag that. That's gonna be great. I'm like, yeah, no pockets, goddamn it, done. So yeah, that's understandable. So team of five. How did you build your team? How did you pick your dream team? So yeah, team of five here in the states, and then 
out in India, we have our entire team production team. So I'd say all in, it's about a team of 12, okay. 12, yeah, Pooja, 12. Um, so how did we find our team? We, we, you know, we've grown our team. When we first started, it was just three of us and we had three core strengths. It was the design and then we had Pooja with all the creative direction and marketing and we had Nidish that was helping us with the website. And as we've grown, right, as demand has grown, we've had to make changes and onboard new people. And so we have looked for people that have experience in customer service. You know, we've got one person handling all of our emails. Um, and we, we take, you know, we, we're really trying to identify what opportunities we have. And then as we needed, we hire people to help us continue to work in that space as we're, as we're evolving. And from what I've seen, I think you guys are also have also been very smart on collaborations, right? Like the right partners. Yeah. I mean, social media is huge for us. We, we are really proud of where we are with social media and sometimes it's people coming to us. It's us going to them. But I think right now there's just like this great synergy with different brands wanting to help each other. So it's not just fashion bloggers that we're collaborating with or, actresses or models we are dressing you know food bloggers and on different entrepreneurs and i think it's really exciting because we're just celebrating each other's businesses and trying to promote one another which puja you know in mega both it's great to hear because when you think of fashion and and all the social media stuff and of course there's beautiful women everywhere and models but i'm i'm glad you guys are collaborating with those that are not, you know, and it just makes it more real and more um, relatable for everyone, which is nice. Yeah. And so, you know, there are obviously a few other sites out there focusing on South Asian fashion and, and, and kind of doing in your space what you guys are doing. So what do you guys continuously strive to do to make yourself stand out? Well, I think our denim lingo is a perfect example of that, right? We're, we're really trying to find the empty space when it comes to design, even when it comes to the, just the functionalities of ordering Indian clothes and, you know, being the fact that we really don't have a storefront and we're 100% e-commerce, that's new. That's an empty space that, you know, although people may not be 100% comfortable today, you know, eventually we hope that they will be, right? And so aesthetically speaking, I mean, when we first started, I remember one of our first designs was a sari that had a fur, like a fox fur trim yep. um, on it. And you know, that to me is unique. Like it's something that is true to our brand. It's super unique. It's something that you haven't seen before. And that's what, you know, is going to set us apart. Like we're going to have, you know, obviously there's going to be brands that pop up left and right, but at the end of the day, it's about your identity as a brand and what sets you apart from the rest. And we don't, we want to be known for being that unique brand. Um, so that's something that we'll continue to strive for. And you are you, right, at the end of the day. So it doesn't really matter. And then ultimate goal. Is there an ultimate goal or is it kind of like, let's just see what happens? No, there. I mean, there definitely is. Like we, we hope to be an internationally recognized brand. I think we have a really strong following here in the U.S. Um, and we're picking up a little bit in Canada. We see orders come through internationally, but... We definitely want to be an internationally recognized label. So that's the ultimate goal. Awesome. And, I, and I'll also add to that, you know, ideally, we'd love to see our clothes being worn to a non-Indian event. I think that to me is like, there's a, there's a space for that, I think. And I feel like people are open-minded to that concept. It's just something that we have not been able to explore yet. But uh, yeah. I think that for me is a, a goal for next year. Yeah. 
Which is great. I, I think, and I was telling Nazar this, I think when we started the podcast, we initially want to focus on South Asians and South Asian influencers because that's kind of who we are as well, like who we associate with as well. Yeah. But the ultimate goal is to, is to make it a broader audience and a broader interest. And so I get what you guys are saying. But, you know, you start kind of where your home is. And so it makes sense. Any future projects or collaborations you can tell us about? So just a teaser. I mean, we have our new line coming out in March. It's we love going... teasers. <laughs> As Mega said, we always have a big campaign around it. And I mean, all I can say is like, we are the most excited about this upcoming campaign. So can um, I do any hashtags on it? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Woman. <laughs> all right, fine. I'll let it go. But I'll just say there's something exciting coming out. There's something exciting and Honestly, we've taken a lot of feedback. We've put out surveys recently. We've asked our audience to tell us what what events they're going to, what they're looking for in our new line, and we've taken a lot of that feedback. Okay. So you'll see that incorporated into our new line. I'm going to find Oops. out, girls. I'm going to see Ami, <laughs> Desai, and um, also you work with Bial Kadakia, so I'll be seeing both of them in February. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get a sneak peek at what you guys are doing. Um, and, and finally, and I know you probably think it's kind of cheesy, but people look up to you guys, you know, and, and they want to, they want advice. What advice would you give to women or men who want to get into the business of fashion, which we know is, is a very competitive, difficult business? My short answer is don't be a copycat. <laughs> I think that, um, yeah. you know, it's easy to do that. It's easy to see someone do something and say, I could do that. And it looks pretty easy. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, it's really not like, I, you know, early on, I was like, yeah, like, I've got this creative, you know, I love my I have a passion for being creative, and I can do this. And it's hard. It is so, so hard. And we've learned that in so many different ways and examples. And the reason that, you know, four or five years in, we're still here is because, you know, we have a little bit of experience with business and sales and marketing, we have a team of people that are supporting us and bringing different, you know, experiences to the table and you need that like you need a, you need not just the creative skill but you need the business skill as well in order to succeed in not just this but any industry I think it's very important um, and so that's the advice I would give a is find something that nobody else is doing and B um, know what you're getting into before you before you pull the trigger because it's, it's, yeah. it's complicated and actually I forgot to ask both of you guys this because you know we're, we're South Asian and we're talking about South Asian influencers how do your parents feel about all of this? Was there a pushback or was everyone like, go for it? Yeah, we both come from very similar upbringings where our families are super supportive. We could not do any of this without them. Our parents, our, I have a sibling, our husbands, like they're super supportive. You have to understand like with all of these lines that are coming out, we have like sometimes four or five, six days of different shoots. And they're back home watching our kids, like, you know, doing everything that we can't be doing in that moment. So, yeah, they're, they've been fully supportive from the beginning. And our husbands as well. We have to give them a shout out because they always Yay, come through when we hobbies. need them to. I know. My husband's like, you want to start a podcast? Go ahead. <laughs> I was like, well, you're making me move to Arkansas. So, yes. <laughs> Well, then I'm, I'm going to start some shit then. Simple question, oh, no, but it's going to be hard to answer. Yeah. yeah. What's the hardest thing about working with close friends? Like wh what kind of struggles have you guys been through or even just times where you're butting heads with each other or has it been kind of a smooth sail the entire time through so far? So yeah, I'll give an example of Bujin. I think that I am always like thinking about the next thing and I want to move, move, move. And she 
is a bit more deliberately, like she takes her time when she's, you know, deciding on you know, answering me or whatever. And you could think of that as like, we're butting heads, but I think just in the place we are now that we understand that we need both, we need yin and yang. We need both sides in order to, to mm. succeed. And if we were both the same way, it wouldn't really work. And so I think that where we are in our lives right now, being moms, having our full-time jobs, like we are at the right time, we're doing this at the right time and we understand each other. Um, so that's, it's been really, really critical in terms of us being where we are today. It's like a healthy marriage. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> right? Like I'm totally opposite of my husband who's like totally opposite. So, but it works. You, you need that yin and yang. So I think that's a good thing because if you're both the same, then you probably kill each other. <laughs> All right, guys. So we want to get to know you guys. So we're going to do a few fun lightning round questions and you guys can answer as you see fit. So what is the one thing that you're trying to change about yourself? For me, it's to slow down. Like I said before, I think that um, it's something that I'm learning, not just with Holy Sheep, but just in general. Just slow down when I'm making my decisions and, and, and answering questions. <laughs> and Pooja? For me, it's live in the moment. Um, sometimes we just get so wrapped up in like everyday life and stress and like, I just want to like enjoy every moment and like take time to do that. Yeah. And I feel like when you, after you having kids, you really, really want to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Favorite quote. All right. So mine is dreams don't work unless you do. <laughs> and I say this because, you know, we've been fortunate that we have had like a network through our fashion scene and all that. Like we've had connections and it's, it's gotten us to a certain point, but I think at the end of the day, you know, it's about the hustle and it's about your day to day and what you bring to the table. That's going to grow your business and sure. luck and connections and all that takes you. Yeah. It'll take you to a certain point, but after that it's on you and what you're able to bring to the table. So that is why that's my favorite quote. I like it. Pooja? <laughs> my favorite quote is stay true to yourself. Um, like Mega said, like the two of us are really different, but it works. Um, it's helped us get to where we are. And also, I think it applies to the clothes that we make too. Like, it, Holy Chic is not for everybody. And we know that. But what we like about it is that people often take our looks and do what they interpret it in their own ways. And they style it their own way. And that's what Holy Chic My Way was all about. It's about staying true to yourself. Um, so yeah, that's my favorite. Which quote. I totally love. So the, the vest I bought, I, I paired it with a skirt from Amazon, a long skirt with roses on it, and just added my own twist. I feel to like it. I've seen that. I loved I it. That. I remember that one. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. <clears throat> what do you do to unwind? I watch trashy TV. <laughs> I love it. Please Bravo, tell me what you all watch. What do, what do you watch? <laughs> I watch every Real Housewives, Atlanta, Beverly Hills, you name it. <laughs> nice. And I watch zero TV, zero reality TV. <laughs> I um, I love Mega, it. you just listen to podcasts. Like I mine. listen to podcasts. No, I think for me, it's just um, I like to shop online and be on Amazon. It's like the weirdest thing ever, but that really helps calm me down. It's like the strangest thing, but it works. <laughs> well, I'm in Arkansas, so I shop online all day. I'm sure you do. I'm not going to the freaking mall here. I, I got an easy, easy, fun one. Well, actually, it might not be so easy. But what is each of your favorite songs and why oh boy they're both like wait what that wasn't on the list <laughs> that was yeah that's hard really hard i mean i'm um i'm a huge bollywood fan i know it's like <laughs> i really am i mean i if you like look at my phone it's all i have just like playlist after playlist of 
90s Bollywood and oh my god 90s Bollywood and my son like my my son knows the song now so I'm like so super proud (laughs) but yeah it's like (laughs) do you know what my ultimate goal was when I was in India when I was living in India was to meet Madhuri that's all I cared about oh Oh my god did it happen it happened awesome Awesome. <laughs> I it was uh, it was probably as happy as I was as my uh, during my wedding and I won't tell my husband that. But <laughs> yeah, it happened. I peed in my pants. That's the only person I cared about. I was like, everyone else is great, but it's, it's Madhuri. That's it's kind of the reincarnation of God for me. So. <laughs> yes, she is. She's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Nazar. You went off me. Um, <laughs> no, I actually want to know if you guys want to collaborate. Oh, I think we have the same answer for this. Yeah, it's, I think it's, for us, it's Priyanka Chopra, right? Is yeah. that who you're thinking? Yeah. 100%. Can't you, I mean, just ask Angela, dude. It's fine. Yeah, it's not that easy. <laughs> it's not that easy. You guys have so many, so many uh, great people modeling for you guys and wearing your stuff. Yeah, we just, you know, we, we do, and we're really fortunate. It, it, I think for Priyanka, it's just, she, she's kind of the definition of, of what we are. If you think about, like, yeah. Indo-Western, she just represents it so well, and we feel like she would look so great in the clothes I just think that it's all about the right opportunity and the right event and the right timing and so we it'll happen eventually <laughs> for sure uh we'll, we'll make it happen not that memes are cool but you know we'll, we'll, we'll and, then, and then we can we can dress up uh, Nick Jonas too yes. Yes. Sure. of course <laughs> oh yeah they're married now yeah. um okay and then what profession other than your own would you like to try oh, that's such a hard question so, like, if we could be anything else, do we have to be yeah, good like at this? Yeah, a professional anything. wrestler, anything. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Meg would say something in Bollywood, but... <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> For me, I mean, I wish I was a really good cook. I would love to be a chef. I would love to learn, yeah. I really can't think of one, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think, well, you can just say you're happy where you're at. That's fine. Yeah, you know, if I actually think about it, um, you know, my corporate job that I have today, if I thought about what I'd want to do back then, I think I'm doing it now with Holy Chic. So it's kind of reversed a bit, but um, I lo- I, I'm, it would be what I'm doing, fashion design. I love it. Yeah, that's great. Hey, that's, that's awesome and, and very lucky because a lot of people can't say that. So yeah, I think that's it, guys. Thank you guys so, so much. This was great. Thank you so much. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having us. Love you Thank you so much. And we'd love to dress you again. So love keep you. us <laughs> Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Mega and Pooja for sticking around, talking with us for a while. That was a lot of fun. Did you learn anything new? I learned that the best Indian clothes have pockets. <laughs> That's true. All yes. the best clothes in general have pockets for women. Oh, so yeah. yes, it's it's I'm key. Probably. But you know, pockets weren't available back in the day. So it is it is cool <laughs> that they that they they have that. But yeah, that was a lot of fun, and I'm glad I got to connect with them and kind of share my <laughs> stories too. And uh, where can we find them? Uh, you can find them online. Their website is Holy Chic by Mega, and their Insta is exactly the same, at Holy Chic by Mega. So that's H-O-L-I-C-H-I-C-B-Y-M-E-G-H-A, Holy Chic by Mega. Definitely check but them I, out because their clothes yes. are awesome. I definitely will be getting some more. You know, you should for your wife too, obviously. I've already showed it to her. Oh, There's nice. that, uh, the denim, the denim langa is, is actually really cool. And the other thing I wanted to add, which I think is really cool, um, is that they do post 
a lot, a lot of their clients wearing their clothes and it's not just mm -hmm. the skinny model type, you know, it's, no, no, it's everyone. And, and I, as a woman, you appreciate that kind of stuff. So again, that's, yeah. that's, that's awesome that they do that. And they have babies sometimes wearing their clothes, which is really, oh yeah, too. no, so cute. It makes me want one, but I, I know I'm done. I'm done. So yeah. And, uh, in the next few weeks, we got a, we got a lot of people lined up. I'm pretty excited. I, I, I know our lives are crazy right now, but Yes. Uh, we're going to start recording on the weekends to make this happen for you guys <laughs> and for us. And yeah, uh, yeah we got some back-to-back -back stuff going on. So stay tuned. And thank you for listening. Uh, this is Amitaka Ravel. You know where to find me. You find us always Amitakered Out on Instagram. That's A-M-I-T-U-C-K-E-R-E-D-O-U-T. You can find me also on Instagram at Nizar Babul. That's N-I-Z-A-R-B-A-B-U-L. Anything else? That's it, guys. Thank you for listening. This is Ami Tuckered out.